just touched down into the Bonnet Chronicles podcast. We up in this thing again. We're going to jump right into it. I'm Tammy Roman. Reggie Youngblood. And listen here. Today's show is called Mind Your Business. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not what you think. It's definitely not what they think in Reg. Um, we talking about big business. Big bucks, no whammies. What you, what you got to do to get out here in this entrepreneur lane, you know, find your way, make some money, and learn from our experiences. We're we going to share what we have went through, what we have learned, failures, you know, successes. So I think this will be a good episode. We got a couple questions about people wanting business advice, and all we can do is just give you advice from our point of view. It's just advice. It's just advice. But before I jump right into that, I want to say two things. First of all, some of y'all do need to mind your business, the other business. We're going to just go ahead on and say that real clear. And secondly, hey, Patreon. How y'all doing today? I want to shout out a few people that's over there on the Patreon. Keisha, <laughs> how you doing, sis? Uh, Keisha, Lisa, Tasha, uh, L'Oreal, Renee, just throwing a few names out there. And, and I'm going to try to shout out as many people as I can each time we do this because we absolutely appreciate you guys over there on Patreon. Did I say Kim? Kim over yeah, on Patreon. Said I said Kim. Hey, Kim. Okay. So, uh, mind your business. Mm-hmm. Well, I, this is, this, I just want to set this thing up. I get a lot of emails of people who are saying, hey, I'm starting a business. Um, can you help me? I don't know if you support small businesses. I don't know if you support black businesses. I mean, I, mean, I get the gamut of emails. And some of these emails, Reg, is so unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Okay. The people don't tell you what their campaign is. They don't have no websites. They don't have mm. no Instagrams. You know, it's like you're asking me, do I support your business? But you haven't told me what your business is, right. you know? And so from that standpoint, I say, you know what? Reg and I need to just discuss this topic because you guys have got to what? Mind your business Absolutely. and put all thought processes into making your business a success from what the idea is all the way to presentation Mm -hmm. to delivery to the meat to the masses right right and for me i believe it all starts with your mindset because going from a worker to an owner that's a whole different ball game. You can't go into a business with an employee mindset thinking like, you know, sometimes you may show up to work, be like, I ain't really doing shit today. Mm-hmm. It don't work like that. Yeah. Every dollar that comes into your pocket 
comes as a result of the work you put in Correct. or the lack thereof. And let's be clear. Some people are Indians and some people are chiefs. It's true. It's okay. not for everybody. It's not for everybody. So if you have an Indian mentality, starting your own business is not going to be a successful venture for you. You have to have a chief mentality, meaning mm-hmm. you running things around here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like Reg said, it starts initially with your mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. That's where everything begins. You and then another thing you have to do is overcome that fear, that fear of failure. Because if you go into a business thinking you're going to fail or scared to take action mm-hmm. because of the fear of failure, you're going you're gonna to be stuck. We call that analysis paralysis. You're doing all this research, all this reading. but you If they're even doing that. If you're even doing that. And you haven't even jumped that off. So the key thing, change your mindset and take action, massive action. Because that's what's going to get the ball rolling, and then it's a snowball effect. But it's some more things that comes with that as well. Yeah, you, 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 the mindset, taking action. But I want to say that before you even take action, there was a little piece that Reg uh, said in in what he just said, which was research. Okay. You guys have to, when you decide to start a business, I'm just going to make it real plain for you. And then we're going to, you know, give you some bullet points, but these are just our initial thoughts on people who are trying to start businesses. When you look out at Instagram or Facebook, Twitter websites, and you see people who have started businesses and they may be successful in that venture. Part of your research is to analyze yourself and don't start a business because someone else is successful at it. Mm -hmm. When you analyze yourself it has to be something that you are passionate about. See, it, I, I disagree with that. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. True enough, a passionate um, business can do well. It can definitely do well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes your passion is not what's going to bring money. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to researching the business, I feel you have to do real market research, real niche research. Like you can go on Google Trends. And like type in if you want to get into uh let's say you want to sell eyelashes, right? So you go to Google Trends and you type in eyelashes, they'll show you a graph of uh the interest in eyelashes over a, a time period, five years, um, a year, 30 days, 90 days. And you go look at that, and if it's ticking upwards, that's a good business to jump in. You may not even be passionate about eyelashes. But if the if the data shows you that people is interested in this, I feel like it's worth the risk. Because in business, I I, I feel like the bigger the risk, the bigger the check. That's my take on it. Okay, so we're going to agree to disagree because I'm telling you this. He said what he said, and he's talking from an analytic standpoint, right? I'm te- I'm talking from the standpoint of a person when I go to put my money into something, I want to believe in the product. Right. Okay. Let me finish because I I'll let you finish. <laughs> I want to believe in the product. And if, for instance, to use his example, eyelashes, yes, it may be profitable for the people who are in that game. 
But for you, who's now trying to start, you've got to advertise, you've got to make it public that you have this business. And if you're not passionate about doing what it takes to let people know you even have this business, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to be successful because you've got to do the work necessary to bring awareness to the product. But if you don't even love the product that you're trying to push, that means you, you're putting up a post here and there. You're not paying the money to get influencers or advertising and space on, on sites and things and ads and things of that nature to help grow the business. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I'm a person of when I enter a situation, a business situation. I want to love what I'm doing. To give you guys an example, back in the day before everybody was selling bundles out their car and now everybody's got a hairline, I was one of the first people to venture into the hair game because I love hair. I've worn weaves since I was like 15, 16 years old. But when I entered into that business, I did the research on myself and said, well, Tammy, you really do like hair. So telling people about it will not be a problem for you. Mm -hmm. Equally so, I did the research on great hair companies, the best bundles, the best quality. Does it tangle when I go to wash it? Is it shedding when I go to brush it? Like I really invested time into finding the best product so that when I now have to try to convince consumers to purchase it, I love it so much that I just exude that. And I'm passionate about it. I enjoy it. And I want to extend what I've learned or what I what I love to the people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm just saying that, you know, and I, and I do that with all my businesses, which is why people don't see me. Uh, posting a bunch of, you know, my page is not as seen on TV uh, advertisement site, you know, so I don't post everything that somebody's got going on. And what I do post and what I do support, I absolutely believe in and love. And I think that's for me Mm -hmm. here again, that's not what Reg said, but for me, that was very important was for me to be passionate and love whatever the product is that I'm pushing. Well, yeah, having a passion product, it can definitely be beneficial. As you said, you know, you're more passionate about promoting it and everything. But instead of the products, I feel people should be passionate about the business, the process, learning, mm-hmm. you know, like you should learn digital marketing, learn how Correct. to run Facebook ads, learn how to run Google ads, Correct. you know, learn how to reach out to these influencers. And get your shit out there. Well, I want to ask you a question because when you talk about Facebook ads, I know uh-huh. that was um, some because I'm not tech savvy. Uh-huh. So when I started with my bonnets, for instance, you know, I just was like, okay, I'll just promote them on Instagram because that's where Bonnet Chronicles is and that's where my audience is. Mm-hmm. And then it was you who actually said, well, this can be bigger than just Instagram. And you said I should start doing the Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Can you offer some insight into how that process really works and what people should know when they go to do that? Um, first of all, I feel people should invest in their education. If that means get hiring a mentor that's doing what you want to do or buying a course, because the game is not free because you have a potential to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially millions. But invest in your education Learn the correct way to market on Facebook, and then you take the next step, which is actually taking action 
and actually spending money to get sales. And that's another thing people don't like to do. You know, they try to spend $5 here, $20 here. No, you need to create a budget, a marketing budget of what you can spend each month consistently, at least for three to four months. And then if it's not working, then that's when you, okay, let me uh, go back to the drawing board and see what I'm doing wrong or maybe this product is not working because Facebook definitely works. <laughs> it's a powerful platform. They can just go find people that's similar to buy your products. And what's the process was the question. That's what I was trying to the process help, help the what? people of buying ads. Oh, the process of buying ads on Facebook. Basically, you, you go to business.facebook.com and that's going to take you to a whole nother side of Facebook where you can set up um, your ad account. And that's where you actually run the ads from. That's basically it. it's just business.facebook.com. You go there, you sign up, then they take you to the whole new platform where you see the um all your data, where you create your ads, the different type of objectives you want. If you're selling something, you will pick a purchase objective. And what that's telling Facebook is that they're going to find people that's most likely to buy your product. And that's why Facebook is so powerful. And Facebook also owns Instagram. So once you run the ad on Facebook, you can also shoot it to Instagram. When y'all be scrolling on Instagram, they call that a native ad because it looks like just a regular post. It mm -hmm. looks native to the platform. So it's more, more likely to convert. But basically, that's it. You just sign up and uh, you create your ad and you select the interest that you want to target. So Facebook has a thing called interest targeting, right? So if you're selling those eyelashes, you can go into this platform and type in eyelashes. It may have 2 million people interested in this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to target this. And then you can type in um, mascara. People mm -hmm. who like mascara may like eyelashes. Right. So you put that in, and now Facebook going to target those people. Those so people. it's real so is simple. It, and, and now is this a different platform than when you're on, let's say, Instagram or, or Facebook, and it says boost this post or promote this ad, you know, where it okay. says promote or boost. Yeah, see, now we're getting kind of technical. I don't want to confuse people, but what I was saying was, like I said, you have the purchase objective, right? Where mm -hmm. you're going to get people that's most likely to purchase. If you boost a post on Facebook, that's called a PPE, which is a page post engagement. So you're going to find people that's most likely to engage with your post, which means that People that are most Which likely is not to necessarily like, buy. Right. People that's going to like, come in and share your post. Now, see, I, the, the reason I feel like I wanted to give you guys this valuable information is because if you're like me, before Reggie educated me, I would just be like, okay, boost the post. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me promote this post that I have on my page. And I would often wonder why the things were not converting to actual sales. I'm like, okay, well... 10,000 people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Liked it, saw it, you know, or whatever the case may be, but I didn't get 10,000 sales. Exactly. So what's the problem? And so what he was what he advised me on is exactly what he told you to do is if you have a business, you're going to go into the back end of Facebook, which is the business.facebook.com and that's where you can uh, specify your objective for what you're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. with your ads, mm -hmm. purchase, interest. Uh, what was the other you one have, you said? Uh, purchase, traffic, which is people just clicking just, and going to yeah. the site. Um, you have 
it's a lot of different, but all I use is purchase. Cause that's what I want. <laughs> I want sales. So I'm going to use purchase to purchase. That's it. The Bonnet Chronicles podcast. The Bonnet Chronicles podcast. So that's that. So we gave you guys a little tidbit of information the, with that. Go ahead. And another thing I want to say, uh, whatever niche you get in, whatever product or whatever your business in, research your competitors. See what your competitors Absolutely. are doing and how they are winning. Then you can take that and tweak it to your own shit. And now, you know, that helps you get started, you know, so you're not going in blind. Absolutely. I, th- I, I definitely think you should research the people that are in the same lane as you yep. and make your pricing competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, I always love the Walmart story where there were other department stores out there. And he said, you know what? That's why when you walk in Walmart today, you see stuff that says 284, <laughs> you know, or, you know, some, some weird number, it's, you know, it's all psychology, <laughs> yeah, you, you know? know, and it's like, so, so to somebody like me, I'd be like, well, 299, he got it for 284. <laughs> and so I'm going over there. So it's just those little things that you want to make sure that you implement into your, business model. Mm -hmm. Another thing I want to address really quickly is your marketing, right? And I'm talking from the standpoint of when you try to ask other people to align with you, collaborate with you to help promote your business. I want you guys to understand one thing. Two million followers is not necessarily two million that are following. And what I mean by that is people mix that up just because somebody has 3 million followers does not mean that those 3 million people are going to follow them in terms of what they're advising you to do, say, or purchase. Mm -hmm. And you guys often mix that up. And so, and I'm saying this because I run across it a lot as a person that they come to, to help advertise or promote their establishments or their product. And someone will have 5 million followers, but I will make more money than a person who has 5 million followers because I have more people who follow 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 me on this. Who follow what I'm saying to do. Mm -hmm. And that's where real influence is born and developed. Absolutely. You know, and so from that standpoint, people reach out to me and they're like, hey, can you send us a screenshot of your analytics? And can you we see how many story views and all that other stuff? And I always tell people, no, I'm not sending you that. A, because I'm not an influencer. I am an actress who has influence. Okay, that's A. But the B part of it is, is because you're not going to look at my story analytically and say, well, only 50,000 people watch this story and then try to determine how much you're going to pay me versus somebody else who maybe had 300,000 people watch their story. Because... Tammy Roman knows the value that my 50,000 people, okay, 
You're going to have more out of my 50,000 people who will actually follow through and purchase versus the person who had 300,000 looky loos. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, I wanted, I I just want to bring that attention to businesses. It's not always about how many followers a person has as to whether they can actually help elevate your business. And you guys have to be aware of that and start acknowledging that. And quite honestly, I think, you know, the people who have under 3 million followers are more valuable. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you something I learned too. As with marketing, you hear me say this all the time. Yeah. It's, it's all <laughs> testing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's testing. So you're going to have to test multiple influences to see which ones are converting. And Correct. I'm going to tell you, you got to find sometimes those influences that have like 50 to 100K. These people be real passionate about whatever this person is. That's why I said you know under under three million and is they a good perform gauge. Well. Mm-hmm. So don't judge, don't judge the person by the number. You gotta spend that money and test and find out. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because those are legitimate real yeah. followers. It's yeah. it's it's before you get to the point of people just coming on your page or following your page just to be nosy or see what you're doing. Or, mm-hmm. And some people may genuinely like you and that's why they follow, follow you as a follower. Mm-hmm. But the real, the real test as like you just said, is can that person um, encourage or inspire people to follow through? And that's a following. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a fan and a follower. Right. And that's what you got. A lot of businesses miss that mark. Secondly, I want to speak on um, when you approach people that you consider influencers, have your business model together because there's nothing worse than getting an email. People don't have the website information. They don't have the Instagram information. They don't know what their budget is. They're asking you, well, hey, how much would you charge to do a post? So now when I come back and say (laughs) $20,000, okay, we could have avoided several back and forth emails if you have, if you come and say, my budget is this. It's very, it's very similar to when you're, let's say, uh, searching for an apartment or looking for a house and they put out the sign and they say for rent and you drive by and you go, damn, why they just can't put the rental price on there so I can just know whether we, I need to even call. They trying to get you in there, but it's a waste of time because when they come back and say the two bedroom is 6,500, you're like, okay, well that's out of my range. I feel like businesses have to approach it the exact same way. Hey, I'm a small business. I either want to collaborate with you in a barter system where you post and I'll send you merchandise or I'm a small business. My budget is $1,200. Can that get me anything on your platform? Then a person has read all the information. They're able to process it. We don't have to have no unnecessary ancillary conversations because then the, then it can either be hi wishing you best of luck with your business 1200 is a little below my normal and thus i'm not going to be able to assist you maybe you should try maybe they might offer referrals or whatever you know what i'm saying but you're not wasting time and i think you just need to put a better plan of attack in in motion 
so that your business can be successful. And then if you only got $1,200 and you want a, a, a Cardi B or no, nah, I'm not even going to say Cardi B. She, she doesn't, she's not even a part of this conversation, mm-hmm. but like you want someone like, um, who can we say like a, like a tiny or a Toya. Cause I, I know I see them post for businesses a lot and you want somebody like that to post for you. Then you've got to, you've got to assume at the very least they're getting five to $7,500 a post. So before you even approach them, mm-hmm. make sure you got that money up. Yeah. That way you're not offended when they tell you no about your $1,500. You know what I'm saying? So from that standpoint, I just think people really, it, go, it all goes back to research and that's market research and seeing who you want to align yourselves with and then having your business model ready to present to them professionally so that everybody can make proper decisions. I agree. I agree. And I know we've been talking a lot about uh, internet-based businesses, e-commerce type stuff, but it it doesn't have to be a sexy business. You know, it don't have to be on... Well, you need a website for any business, right. first of all, but just saying you don't have to be selling goods online. You know, just find a problem and solve it. You know, do something nobody don't want to do. Like, you can pick up trash in parking lots. Mm-hmm. That's a business. That's a business. You can cut grass. That's a business. Mm-hmm. You can paint. You can power wash driveways. Like these are all service businesses that a lot of people don't really want to do because it's not sexy. Right. You know but it saying? but it needs to be done. But and guess, so but that's guess the what? Thing. It's a problem that needs to be solved. It needs to be done and people willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And also try to find a business I feel that it that is scalable. You know, if I repeat this action a hundred times, I'm gonna get this result a hundred times. You know, you want a business you can put a dollar in and make two dollars, or put a dollar in, make three dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I always try to when you start in a business, ask yourself, is this business scalable? Can I grow this business ten times, twenty times over? Mm-hmm. You know, don't and also to scale these businesses, you gotta delegate. Don't be afraid. Yes. Don't be afraid to outsource, you know, find help. You can find part-time workers to do tasks that you don't want to do to free you up so you're not working in your business. You're working on your business, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It absolutely makes sense. And then when you look for these team members, don't pick your mama, cousin, auntie, sister, brother. For <laughs> me, I just feel like unless they are of like mind... Okay, as it pertains to business, Mm -hmm. then they're going to come into your situation and do the same BS. If your cousin likes laying on the couch, sleeping till one o'clock in the afternoon, and then they're going to get up and eat, they might not shower till about four, and then they might hit the club at eight. When you say, hey, I got a little business over here. Do you want to come work for me part time? Don't get mad when they float in at 2 p.m. Because they've already shown you I got it. they don't like to get up till one. It's funny you say that. I just had this conversation with my cousin last week, right? My cousin is getting into being self-made, having his own business or whatever. So he hired his cousin, our cousin, as mm-hmm. one of his drivers, right? Which is cool. But guess what? The cousin is drinking on the road. See? You know what I'm saying? And then, guess what happened? The load of... The cousin had two cars on his trailer, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Trailer tumbled over. Oh, my God. 
So I'm not saying he was drunk or nothing, but that just goes to show you, you can't pay, play favorites, you know, hiring family. If they good, solid people, hire them. Well, that's, what, I, that's know, what I said. If yeah. you know what they about, like Tammy said, if you know this a bullshit motherfucker <laughs> and they got a chance to fuck some shit up, fuck your livelihood up. That is not you the person you for you. You can't hire them. You might as you do it's, better. It's business. It's it, not personal. Exactly. And that leads me to the number one thing I want to say to people. It is business. When you're talking about your business, nothing is personal. Okay? So from that standpoint, you have to operate in your life uh, with the people that are around you, the team that you put together is all for the benefit of your business. Mm -hmm. You cannot take a personal state of mind into trying to run a business, especially if they ain't about their business to begin with, but also too, that, that involves like even how you operate and function. Okay. Time to be to work is nine. You know, just because you're my family member doesn't mean you can come at nine 30, you know, calling in sick is, you know, not going to be something that you're allowed to do when Janet can't do it as a, as a person who's not a part of the family and works for this works in the business as well. Mm -hmm. You can't approach things for, with a personal state of mind. So I feel like, did you want to add anything yeah, to that? The last thing I want to say is you will take L's. That's, that's part of it. And that's you why I said you saying? gotta love it. You guys, go ahead. You guys to <laughs> learn from them. You know, build from them. Don't let them tell you down. I'm telling you from experience, you will take L's, but you got to go back, reevaluate and keep and keep going. Mm -hmm. Because eventually with that, with that mindset, with you knowing that something is going to pop <laughs> yeah. and with you constantly working towards that, it will. But if you get down on yourself, you know, you saying it goes back to the mindset. You get down on mm -hmm. yourself. Saying man, this shit ain't Feeling gonna like work. It ain't gonna you listening work, yeah. to outside influence. Oh, that's another thing I want to speak on. You Please. can't tell everybody your plans. Ooh, man. let them know, you, Ray. You can't tell everybody your plans because they be praying on your downfall. Don't want you to succeed. That's bad energy. That's bad mojo. Correct. So you you don't need that on nothing. You trying to grow and establish. Correct. Man. So you know, just have the right mindset going into this thing. You will take L's. Learn from them. Keep pushing. And shit, that's uh. And we gonna see, we gonna see your, we gonna see your, we gonna see your business at the top of this thing. You know, we gonna see you at the top. Uh, so let's wrap this up for you. I want to just say, uh, I'm gonna give you like a little brief outline, just so that you know the ten qualities of a successful entrepreneur. A, like Reg said. Your mindset, okay? Let's make sure that you've got your mindset together, that you are disciplined in that thought process. The people who are focused on making their business work, who eliminate hindrances, distractions, and negative energy are the people who succeed. Secondly, have confidence. Like Reg said, don't live in fear, okay? Don't let fear distract you from reaching your highest potential. And that's really the truth. You know, you've got to step out on faith. I know that a lot of you are like, I want to do this, but I also have to pay my bills. That's called reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have to deal 
with reality, but at the same time, those two, three extra hours when you come home after your, your day job, designate those towards building your business. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you can do it. Be open-minded, be a self-starter. No one needs to micromanage you and stay on you. Well, well, did you, did you set up the business plan? Well, did you, um, did you go ahead on and order your, your, your packaging? Did you, uh, put together the marketing plan? Ain't nobody got time to be micromanaging you. Okay. <laughs> you got to be a self-starter in what it is that you need to do. Like Reg said, be competitive. Okay. And once you get it going in your lane, you want to be competitive with that. Okay. What else you got, Rich? Um, creativity, you know, part yes. of being in the business is being creative. You got to be creative with your marketing. You know, you got to be creative with your planning. You got to be creative with your bookkeeping. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I'm playing. Don't listen Go ahead and three letters at your door. I-R-S. And also be determined. You know, focus on your goal. Don't let nobody stop you, man. Determination. That's right. And just just keep grinding because it'll eventually pay off. I, that's all I can say, man. Just keep and working. With, and with creativity, let me just add one thing on that one other level. When something's been done 200,000 times, unless you're able to put a creative spin on it, there's something else out there that is untapped, untouched, that you can do. You know, a a big part of successful businesses are being ahead of the curve and, you know, start being Uh, the starter of something. I ain't trying to start a whole nother conversation, but not really. Looking at him, C.J. Walker. She didn't start. She took that formula. Which is what I just said. Added a story Mm -hmm. and made it her own. Which is what I said, which was being creative and taking something and adding an extra level of creativity to it for it to be successful. Okay. So I said that. But if something, if if you feel like every aspect has been done of a certain thing, you have more thought than that, than to be repetitive and a part of, Mm -hmm. uh, the masses. There's so many ideas and there's so many creative people out there that I'm sure you can be ahead of the curve on something like I was with my light up lip glosses. Cause I don't know if you guys knew that I owned the patent on that with my partner at the time we have since sold it. So you'll see light up lip glosses everywhere. But at the time that we came out with that, we felt like that was like, being creative and being at the pulse of a new thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got to do. Also, know your numbers, know your profit, know your margins. Because if you don't know that shit, you're going to be in the hole. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Know your numbers. Know your numbers. So that's all we got for you. We hope this helps you mind your business. Um, you know, we're going to get on up out of here and we, we'll try to do more of these uh, where we can enlighten you as best we can with, you know, certain topics and issues. Yeah. And I felt like the business thing needed to, it's, it's to be It's just our experiences and advice. Yeah. Do as the fuck you please. <laughs> it's the Vada Chronicles. Okay. We're out. The Vada Chronicles Podcast. Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.